This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no structure in my life anymore. It's like, I feel like I've gone from full... Like if I could map the kind of emotional psychological arc of what has what we've been through, like, and I look back to where we were at the beginning of this, I was like, I'm mm-hmm. amateur. Whereas now I've really sunken into my rhythm, and it's a chaotic rhythm. It's like a little weird, but I feel like yeah. I was very, I was like overcompensating a lot up top, you know, like there was this like desire to be like prove to myself that I could do this, and now I'm like, like. I'm never ready before twelve thirty. Now, really, I I I feel like you're constantly like shooting and putting up an Instagram and like I'll wake up and you've put up like a full edited video, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. well, I'll get there eventually. You know, like but that's not. I got. I need another two hours. That's not to, like work. Uh, come to life. That's like, well, I don't know. I consider that like pissing about. Still. Hmm. Where it's like, so the, <laughs> the, the routine currently stands like this. And basically every day has been the same. Wake up at 7.30. Brinley and I go for a walk. That goes for an hour. <laughs> Come home. Wow, nice. And then have a coffee and sit on my phone for another hour, 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Make an Instagram video. Shoot that and like, shoot and edit that and like, 30 minutes and upload it and then it's like 10 30 and then like boof time disappears then i'll go to the like i'll do like a workout at like 11 30 11 45 and then it's like 12 and then i'm like breakfast lunch like what's the vibe <laughs> i'll have eggs it'll be one o'clock i'll be showering then it's like Right, I should probably do some work, like answer some emails that people actually require from me, not just like a stupid Instagram video, and then the day's over. Yeah, I feel you. Do you feel like comfortable in this? It is the new normal though, right? Well, do you feel like that? I feel like nervous to go back because I, to me, I'm like, I'm so used to this life now. I'm not going back to anything. <laughs> like, there was nothing there before this like <laughs> you'll be going back to eating out and uh like sitting, meeting up with people having I, meetings in real life yeah like i could go to a cafe and write my comedy fest show was what was the other thing i was doing but there wasn't any other work yeah how <laughs> psycho have you written even a shred of stand-up comedy since you've uh, been in quarry <laughs> the only joke i thought of was about um trio of ice creams that dessert like do you remember when a, a restaurant would serve like a trio of ice creams and how like mm-hmm. that is like the laziest dessert option. It's like no one wants three individual scoops of a different flavored ice cream on one giant. Also, it's always strawberry, strawberry vanilla chocolate, right? No. They pretty much just serve Neapolitan. That's Neapolitan. But I feel like you'd get like lemon. Um, like if it's a sorbet, a trio of sorbets, you know, that might be a bit oh. wacky. But then, or it would be like three 
chocolate, like a trio of chocolate ice creams. And you're like, I don't need three different types of chocolate ice cream or whatever. <laughs> but one is always vanilla. And then it's like, it's like the, it's the toast and jam of, um, of the dessert menu. That's great. I've got one joke and I tried it on a, some, someone tr- sort of tricked me into doing a live Zoom stand-up comedy show, which I did not tell anyone I was doing because I didn't want anyone to see it. Uh, but I did this, I tried to joke about how, like, um, <laughs> how um, pets are allowed to have people names, but it's confusing when you meet a pet with a person name, but you've never met a person with that name before. And then later down the track, you meet a person, <laughs> and then but you've only known that name as a dog's name before. <laughs> like if I met Rufus, a Rufus now, I'd be like, oh, like Tim's dog. Like Tim's dog, yeah. We've got it with our... I fucking hate my hair. I'm so I'm so annoyed by it every day right now. Really? It's got these little tufty bits that come out, so it kind of makes when it's in its most natural state at the moment, it kind of makes like a weird triangle because the the sides grow faster than the top. So there's kind of like a little peak at the top, a little faux hawk thing going on, and then I've got these like little rough bits on the side. It's doing something and truly unusual, I reckon. Like it's just it's wide all over. <laughs> I'm so, yeah, but you really have wide. to grow it I'm, out. Yeah, well, I'm going to get the sides done as soon as possible. What I'm grappling with at the moment is whether I get Sam to have a go today. Because I know, but then what am I going to do on the TV on Monday? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. A beanie. I've been thinking about, yeah, I might wear a backwards cap. I might, but I feel like they want us to be formal, but I, nah. I'm going to special request I wear a backwards cap. <laughs> that being said, I've truly part of me thinks I could like gel it forward. You no, know, no, 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 no. Do you regret shaving it? No, not at all. Oh. It's been really nice. Okay, I great. was getting so annoyed with the length of it. Yeah, look what I've got. And like this is you don't want this situation going on. It's crazy. It's... But you, I feel like. Very I feel like up until a few minute. days ago, you were able to style it into something. And maybe in the last couple of days, it's really crept into a truly wild place. Well, it's because I haven't, like... If I do it in the morning and, like, kind of style it in a way, then it will look somewhat, like, fine. Like, it looked fine for the TV the other yeah. day. But I can't be fucked putting that much time into my hair. Because, like, who for? Um, and so... Yeah. But I've my skin has been like incredible. Like, yeah, me too, actually. And I was on a Zoom the whole time. I went on a Zoom call the other day, and they were like, "Chris, like, look at that, look at my shine, like that." I'm like glowing, and they were like, "Your skin looks amazing. It looks like glass." And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm loving this." Oh my god, we have not done the theme song. The theme song. (laughs) Okay, cue theme song. And welcome along to... Welcome along to... This... The Male Gaze Podcast. Episode 
episode <laughs> 87. <laughs> um, I don't know what number oh. we're at. How long, no, neither. How and long no have one we does. dropped away for? It would be impossible to work it out. How long what? How long have we been away for? Like uh, two weeks? Three weeks? What's our yeah. excuse? What's devastating is that boners of the heart have been really pumping them out this whole time. Have they? I feel like they've stopped. Yeah, but I mean, they stopped, but they also did like 15 in a row. And then I think maybe they've still done weekly since then. Eli, I really don't think they have. Okay. I think they did like four and then they stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it was, it psyched me out. That's your inner saboteur. That's your inner saboteur. That's your inner saboteur yeah. talking. My inner saboteur's hot. That was my. That was probably my only good tweet of the lockdown. I said, "Has anyone else hooked up with their inner saboteur?" <laughs> I love that tweet so much. It was so good. <laughs> I hate um, the you, term inner saboteur. It fucks me off so much. I hate RuPaul like, like psychology. Like I hate when Ru gets like philosophical with someone. I think it's the worst it's truly like garbage it, it's always yeah. like you need to believe in yourself and that's kind of it i've seen those ads for the master class his master class on what being a human and i just worry that it's poisoning people i think so because he's not a good per- he's not a good person i started watching um this is very funny uh they james charles youtube like instant influencer show like i was just like curious and it kept being advertised how does it work so is it james charles (laughs) hosting this like he has six makeup gurus and they're not like makeup artists they're like well Mm. they're good at makeup but they want to be influencers critically which is very funny because it's like why wouldn't you want to be an artist first before an influencer but they want to be rich yeah and also, is makeup the best thing to do to be an influencer? Well, I feel like the makeup... I, I thought maybe you'd be like... There'd be multitudes of different types of influencers on this show. Yeah, I think um, like to be a makeup influencer on YouTube is like... And to be successful at it, like you've got a lot of people following you. Like millions and millions and millions. True. And like yeah, yeah. James Charles or like Jeffree Star, like the height of their fame and rich and, you know, richness and all that sort of shit. Fortune, that's the word I'm looking for. Richness. Um, is, <laughs> uh, you know, are very successful people. But they're garbage personalities. Like, they're just the worst people. And so it's very funny watching someone, like... I think the thing that's weird about it is... Oh, so there's, like, six contestants, and they're all, like... They have a weekly challenge. So the first week was, like, Paris Hilton was the guest judge. And the theme was, like, a makeup look that, like... Like, was red carpet or something. I don't know. The second one, they had to get into drag. That's all I've watched. And um, Trixie Mattel's the guest judge. Is that when Trixie's on it? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And... Yeah, nice. The, the, like, James... It's, like, I think anyone who usually hosts a show like that is usually someone quite aspirational, like a Rue, like an Ellen or whatever, you know, like someone who's like kind of made a huge name for themselves and has really put themselves like out there in the world. Whereas James is like kind of a rich twink who like has somehow scraped by. (laughs) And yeah, like James is like, isn't he constantly embarrassing himself? I feel like he, like... Yes, and he's constantly he... embarrassing himself in this. And, like, when he eliminates someone, he's like... They, like, get eliminated 
in um they have their own like youtube studio like and so um he'll like facetime you even though he's in the same room with you to be like you've made it through to the final and then if you haven't made it through to the next round like you just won't get a call from him and he'll knock on your door and be like hi tracy sorry not this time or whatever and then they'll like cry and then he like gives them a very awkward hug and then he does like a sign off like on their youtube page and he's like, okay, wow. hey guys, uh, be, make sure to like and subscribe while they're crying beside him. It is so weird. Jesus. Yeah. Okay, importantly on a semi-related note, have you um, watched any of uh, American Idol Lockdown? No. Wow, that's a great I idea. I became obsessed and did a deep dive the other day. So it's they'd got into like the final ten or twelve or something, and now and then went into lockdown. So Katy Perry is doing these crazy videos where she puts on costumes. Like one was the giant toilet paper. Ugh. Can't remember what else she's done. Crazy, Why she crazy just have stuff. These costumes. Well, that's what I'm like. This poor like art department person who's being made to do that and then like drive it around to Katie's house in the middle of a pandemic because she needs to be dressed as toilet paper. She needs uh, to but then, take herself more seriously. And I always wish I could say that to her. I feel like she releases same. incredible music and then she's like, and I'm going to do it dressed like an egg. And you're like, it's just crazy. like, put on some proper fashion. Give me a little Beyonce like fashion video and like blow it out of the park. Stop being so stupid all the time. She's like, yeah, she's like the worst, like mosquito end of Moschino. She's the girl that says I'm so random. She is. She is. And she's what? She must be like 38 now. And she's never like graduated into the like she needs to the stage up. of the career that she should be at. Yeah. No, she's always like, uh, I'm still a, I tell you what, I'm, I'm like a 14 year old girl in like a 35, a 45 year old body. And you're like, yeah. And it's awkward. Yeah. She started releasing good music for a while though. Never really oh. over. Small talk. I thought those were really good songs. Yeah. And now totally. she's going to be a mum. But yeah, okay. In American Idol, they obviously have to film themselves, but um, none of them are like, you know, TV people. So they're just in their like suburban homes with their parents, all these contestants. And like, so there's one girl that it's filmed like from the stairway and the camera's up here, like kind of facing down on her. But like the house is just like not decorated at all. It's so crazy. And then there's a, there's people performing on their porch. Like, just so that everyone in the street can kind of, like, walk past and see. It's so bizarre. It's great. I love that. I've been watching mm-hmm. um, Hollywood, the Ryan Murphy show on yes. Netflix. People and seem to love or hate this show. I, yeah, and I kind of love and hate it. Um, mm. Like, it's interesting because it's, like, a show that is, like, made for me. Like, it stars Patti Lapone. It's about old Hollywood. But it's just really weird. Like, it's kind of fanfic. So it's like kind of somewhat set in a reality of like 1940s, like uh, Hollywood, like the height of like MGM. But then retells that story as if like a black woman could be nominated and win Best Actress and a woman could run the studio and um, you're oh, wow. and the the best screenplay could be written by a black gay man and he could br- and the, and he could bring his boyfriend rock hudson to the oscars um so that's kind of like the f- so there's like a somewhat like fanfic there but then you're like it's like a dream yeah and i just keep watching it and, it, and like the end half of the series just like 
lots of nice stuff happens. And it's kind of weird to see that story of like struggle and perseverance and marginalization and all that stuff, like somewhat erased and be like out of history. Yeah. But then it's like, I see what he's trying to do. Like, and it's an interesting conversation that he's trying to make of being like, what if we just like champion these characters and gave them everything that they wanted. But then I'm like, it really like unties the kind of, power of what those people have accomplished as well and also like there's this really weird bit of like like it's still always granted by like the white people in in the story so it's like let's give this guy a chance you know and um yeah it's a little bit like self uh self-congratulatory you know in a way that's like seems like a bit of a blind spot for ryan yeah, uh, and I will say that Patty. Lep- I mean, it's got um, who Sarah Paulson's wife called? What's her name? Holland Taylor. She is sensational. She is the okay, star great. for me, and she's actually better than Patty. Yeah, which, like I love Patty's performance, but I think it's a bit much, and I really enjoy Holland Taylor for this reason. But then it got me thinking about the fact of the game because there's a scene in uh, the movie where. Rock Hudson, who's like in this version, an out gay man, takes Love his that. boyfriend, who is like a uh, who's the uh, openly gay African American screenwriter, um, and they come as a couple to the Oscars, and they hold hands and walk down the red carpet, right. and the photographers don't want to photograph them. Uh, what well, I'm confused. Exactly. What is this reality? Exactly, Eli. That's why I was confused. I was like. Some things are okay and some things aren't. And I was like, I'm very confused by this. Anyway. Either it's the full fantasy. Why is it half the fantasy? Why is it still half? I know, because they're like, we still give a little bit of struggle. Like, they still aren't accepted, but they can make their way in the world. And I was like, this is confusing. Anyway. Weird. So it's like the 90s and the 40s. (laughs) Yes. And so I was like, oh, I wonder who, like, the first... Because there surely would have been a moment where something like that would have happened, where like the first kind of openly gay couple Ooh. would have walked down a red carpet and made a splash. Couldn't find that out. Um, it was too hard to. I was like, I've, it, it required more research than just going to Wikipedia. But what I did find yeah. out was who the best. I was like, I wonder then, like, what actors, openly gay actors, have won the best actor category? None, right? Well. Here's a, this is the interesting thing. So Marlon Brando was bi- was confirmed to be bisexual now, but wasn't like openly bi at the time. But he, um, his Richard Pryor's uh, widow, had confirmed yeah. that Marlon Brando and Richard Pryor were like hooking up in they their seventies because they were like all on yeah. drugs, which is just wild. Um, so Marlon Brando <laughs> is um, the first. There's three kind of times that. Uh, member of the Pride community as one best actor, Marlon Brando twice, and the other one, 1999, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> oh, God, no. Isn't that... Sh- I was shook by that. No, like, Neither been- of them are open, right? Because I think Ian McKellen is maybe the only openly gay person to, be, to have won. He won Best Supporting or something. Yeah, right. At some point, yeah. Isn't that shocking? That is absolutely 
totally wild. But it's kind of like, it kind of goes to this thing of, I think, a lot about representation and, like, how we're... Like, here's the annoying thing. So straight act, like obviously we worship these kind of actors that can like like your Yaquin your your Yaquin Phoenixes, your Jaquin Phoenixes, who can like <laughs> really push themselves into like a transformative role and like these straight dudes who like really put their body on the line. They're kind of like Dustin Hoffman kind of style. Hide in a hotel room forever and ever and hone in on their character. Your Sean Penn. Sleep in a like, boar's carcass. That's it. Like they sacrifice so much. Your Daniel Day Lewis's like um, yeah. It really like that we just like love to worship that kind of style of performance, and unfortunately, like say something like um, Dallas Buyers Club, which would be a great opportunity for an openly gay actor to have an amazing role, and like yeah. kind of flex that muscle that we love to see in actors. Like that goes to Matthew McConaughey, so that he can do that as an actor. Two straight cis men get the gay and the trans roles in. So fucked. <laughs> win all the awards. And it was crazy. That wasn't that long ago. And Matthew McConaughey, of like the, literally the dudiest of dudes. Yeah. Um, and so, but then I was like, yeah, and it's a shame because like we never really value those like incredible, nuanced, but like quite comedic or clipped performances. Like I always go back to like Meryl Streep's performance in Devil Wears Prada, which is like, doesn't seem like an Oscar winning performance, but it's like heaven. And we never celebrate those performances of like a character performance, which is often the roles that like gay men get in movies. Yeah. Well, like why, why is Nathan Lane never won an Oscar? Exactly. Oh my God. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so, like, yeah, it's just, like, a real... And I think there's lots of women as well who have, like, given those performances, those, like, incredible character performances that, um, like, Renee Zellweger in Cold Mountain, <laughs> which... <laughs> you to, if you to inform, was it you who told me that, that that character is actually a black woman and that they rewrote it with Renee Zellweger? It's, like, a white... Oh. In the book or something? No, it wasn't, but... But it makes um, sense. Sam was talking about this the other day. Very he, funny. He was, he's obsessed with the film. <laughs> I'm obsessed with the film. And yet, I've never seen it. It's uh, pretty weird, but I loved it as well. It sort of hits a weird camp. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. It's sort of... It's. I will warn you, it's like very long. Has, it's got Natalie Portman in like a tiny role, right? Potentially. I can't quite remember. It's Nicole Kidman and Renee Zellweger are kind of like... Have this sort of like manless... Like, because they're, all the men are, like, fighting the Civil War. They have this, like, period of time where there's no men around and they get to have to run this farm to get these two women. And it's, like, very... It has a sort of... Mm. It has a little bit of, like, a lesbian energy to it that I think a lot of, like, gays loved about that film. And the fact that it's True. Nicole Kidman and Renee Zellweger, which is, like, very camp to cast those two women in that role, in those roles. But... Um, yeah, I was just like, oh, it's so interesting. And what a shame that, like, you know, better performances have not been kind of acknowledged, you know, yet. Well, comedy just never gets acknowledged. Like, even, like, if if anyone else had given the performance that Meryl Streep does in Devil Wears Prada without being Meryl Streep before that moment, I don't think they would have got Oscar recognition. No. You know what I mean? Like, 
it's people love to see a comedic performance from someone who they've seen the 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 rest of the yes the bloody um rolodex of types of performances before the oscars are fucked though wasn't adrian brody like the youngest person to win best actor and he was like 38 but then it's always like it's always like a 24 year old girl and a 40 year old man yes that's best actress and best actor every single year well it's interesting (laughs) crazy like the next time an openly gay man is nominated like it'll that'll be the first kind of like they will be the first one to be like open and out and nominated and also the first kind of like uh first kind of gay man to be nominated that isn't kevin spacey which would be like a terrific thing to celebrate so funny (laughs) um you were talking talking about like rock hudson and, and richard pryor and old old people Old old stars looking up. Have you seen the photo that's gone around of um, David Bowie and this guy's dad? This guy shared a photo on Reddit. He was like, my dad met, met, met David Bowie once. But the photo wow. is like, the dad's really young and twinky and he's kind of, they're on a motorbike together. Wow. And the dad has got his hands either side of David Bowie's waist. And this guy shared it being like, hey, look at this fun photo. And then everyone in the comments is like, your dad fucked David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love it's so good. It's a really hot photo as well. Oh, I want to see They're like in Greece, that. I think. Shirts off, little shorts. Damn. Looking great. Yes, I it's love that. I wonder Ooh, if we'll... Good, good stuff. If you could live in any other decade... Okay, this is a hard question because obviously there's like the right... Like we think about like our rights and all that kind of stuff. But like... Yeah. In, in a Ryan Murphy universe, what decade would you want to live in? So in a universe where everything's kind of better, but it's, there's also still struggles. <laughs> like, would you want to be like the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 70s? I think I would want to do like disco era. It's like 70s. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually just thinking 70s, but the other, maybe I'm thinking late 60s, like um, Woodstock, like that kind of crazy. But also, no. <laughs> I think I would love to go to Studio 54. Like, I think that's what I... It would be a dream of mine. Like, have you seen the documentary on that? Mm. No. I would recommend that. That is that fucking okay. rocked. I watched that on a plane and like, I mean, obviously never trust anything you watch on a plane, but I bawled my eyes out. Like, it's incredible. And also just like, wow. it's so satisfying to learn about how it all worked and the celebrities who were there. And it was like, oh, it's just like so magical and like such an incredible time in history. I think I kind of love the 90s. I know it's weird, but I would kind of love to have been this age in the 90s. Like, I love the the cusp of the technology that we have now that was then. And I think there was a lot of optimism. There was a lot of, like, we've kind of, like... I think people thought... We thought we were further ahead with a lot of, like, like struggles. And, like, gay rights and stuff, I think. Maybe... I don't know. So then, oh, you it mean, like, like late was, 90s? Because like, all I can think about is it being, yeah. like, the peak of the how hard it would have been to be openly gay that time because you're sort of in the peak of the AIDS crisis. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I guess I'm thinking late 90s. Which which we should actually bring up now. Because it felt like, you know, like, Will and Grace and, oh, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. It felt yeah. like real representation was kind of coming coming, coming there. As I'm so weird maybe that, I'm completely losing my mind. No, 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 but I think there's something interesting about, like... When you watch back at, like, some of those, like, 90s, te- like, um, fun movies, like, there's a lot of, like interesting queer representation in them. And then I feel like it really dropped off in like the early 2000s when everything became like 
really heteronormative, like in a really weird way. Like I was watching the trailer for She's the Man the other day and it's like, oh yeah, it's so backwards in terms of like, you know, one in terms of like Amanda Bynes like dresses up as a dude and there's all these kind of like kind of odd transphobic jokes. But then also there's like Channing Tatum like has a crush on Amanda Bynes. He's confused because it's like, this guy, Amanda Bynes, looks like a dude. And he's like, does this mean I'm gay now? I don't want to be gay. And it's, like, such a kind of odd yeah. film. But it's, like, it really, like, encapsulates, like, the jokes at the time and how kind of it was sort of... Like, before that, though, it was, like, every character. And I felt like every character in, like, a teen witch movie was, like, had, like, sort of strange Queer lesbian bi energy. And then, like... I think maybe that's why I like the 90s, because I feel like there was a lot of queer films that weren't, like, openly queer. There was so much, like, coded queerness exactly. everywhere without, like... Which is something fun. Rather than, yeah, I think early 2000s was, like, the peak of homophobic humour. I think of, like... When I think of 2000s, I think of, like, Jessica Simpson. And I'm like, she's no... Yeah. I think of, like, the role models. Like, I think of, like, our bigger pop stars now is, like, Lizzo, you know, and in terms of what she represents and who she speaks to. And then you think, like, in 2004, it was, like, Jessica Simpson. And, like, like, it's, like, literally... It's Christina, Brittany, Jessica Simpson, Avril Lavigne. They were all blonde. Hilary Duff. Yeah. Everyone. They're just, like, a little bit, like, all quite stupid and, like, just not the kind of role models, like, you know, that we we need in pop. (laughs) Here's my history with the film She's the Man. I've never seen the whole film, but I did work at a cinema while it was playing, and I did, like, without admitting to myself that I was doing it, I, w- I would remember the moments where Channing Tatum was shirtless in the movie and do my cinema checks <laughs> at those times. That is poetry. I love it. It's He's beautiful. shirtless in, like, grey male track pants at that's one point. And that, illegal. I mean, that's, that's like so porn. hot. It's full. It is full porn. Sweatpants. Oh, are, Channing Tatum is a gift. I'm going to say, God. sweatpants should be rated R16. <laughs> <laughs> they they should be. They're so intimate. Like I've never not. That's the worst part of. Um, I really have not um, looked much at TikTok, but every time I go on, I feel like it's somehow already figured out that I'm gay because everything that I see is like a guy in in sweatpants who hasn't mentioned it but you can see his full the full outline of his head and shaft <laughs> and whatever kind of stupid comedy bit that he's doing have you seen julio torres's like um tweets about tiktok kitchens and how like every tiktok house is like a giant kitchen island and then like a big yes. thing of like sofa like a sofa couch built into the wall and i was like yeah tiktok like architecture is so weird these like tiktok stars who have these weird houses i can't wait for a post tiktok world when like they crumble they fall these like people that made instant quick fortunes from the app are like can't sustain careers anymore well that girl and then i can't wait for ryan murphy to make a show about it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know that girl who's like she's in the doja cat video she's famous for doing all the dance like starting all the dance trends but she's actually just ripping off black woman and then she is also like so shy like she went on jimmy fallon and she was like oh yeah, yeah just, um, make the videos i don't know what her name is but what how i don't under, like i literally i don't understand the trajectory to anyone knowing who she is, and I still don't know her name, but like, yeah. <laughs> what is the talent there? I don't know. Where's the range? Yeah, 
It's weird that, like, I feel like more and more, the, the Gen Z version of celebrities, like, it's almost like people without charisma <laughs> getting <Yeah>. platforms <laughs> is how it works. It's pretty amazing, it's crazy. like, when I think about Patty Lapone and how much charisma she has. And it's been interesting because, like, because she's been doing Hollywood, she's been in the middle of a press junket. And it couldn't. I saw her on Watch, watch What Happened Live. Wasn't she fantastic? Yes, talking about Glenn Close and bagging her out, and that, and I was also like, oh my god, she's having a drink with um, Andrew Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal, and then Glenn Close <laughs> crashes in. I, I want to be. That's I, the Hollywood. That's oh, the Hollywood yes, that I want to be. I, in. <laughs> I love like that story about her being fired from Sunset Boulevard, and she trashed her dressing room, and she so stormed good. out of the theater. I'm like, she's a fucking queen, and I was watching her talk on. Um, broadwayworld.com yep uh and she's talking about hollywood but also talking about the sometime 90th concert and um because she's also currently i guess this is why she's like all over the internet at the moment as well she's also because she was about they were about to open company on broadway which was like this revival that they'd done in london and she was like yeah. one of the only stars that had come over for, like apart from the chick who was in the lead who came over to like do the broadway revival a Broadway remount. And, like, just kind of hearing her talk about, like, her... Oh, what was I going into? Oh, she said... Um, she was talking about how she's like, loves being um, in Hollywood and, like, doing that show. And she gets, like, goosebumps and emotional because she's like, I get to be, like, a TV star. And I... Like, she's like, it's always been a dream of mine. She's like, you know, as soon as I heard myself sing, I was like, well, I'm going to be on Broadway. But I never thought. And I was like, oh, my God, the confidence of this woman is just outrageous. The sentence, as soon as I heard myself sing. (laughs) She's not wrong. She's not wrong. Yeah, of course you would. You'd know. Yeah. She's like, she's bang on. She was, what's crazy to me is that she was in the original cast of Les Mis. Isn't that nuts? Was she cassette? No. No. <laughs> she was Fontaine. She sang I Dreamed a Dream. She was the very first actress to sing that song. Wow. In the Royal Shakespeare Company wow, wow, at the wow. Barbican. Wild. Like, wild. This I already know this because Says- I've been doing, been watching old Tony Awards, like, in full. <laughs> I love the lockdown. <laughs> it's like. They're such a weird show. Like, they're such a weird show. It's only now recently that they're, like, you know, that big celebrities are doing um, musicals. But like, before then, yeah, it was, like, ways. still televised. But they were, like, Candor and Ebb have been writing big Broadway tunes for 40 years. And tonight, we celebrate the... And they're, like, it's just so weird. Amazing. But it really got me into a big... I think her name is Cheetah Rivera. She played the very first um, Velma Kelly in Chicago. Mm. And she's fantastic. She's got a bit of like, she's sort of a a contemporary of Liza Minnelli and she's got a good vibe. I think you'd be. Into I was deep diving on. Is it is it Audra McDonald as well? From who is in that Ladies Who Lunch? And she's won. What does she want? Four Best Actress Tonys or something like that. It's crazy. She's she is so good. Sensational. I think she's in Beauty and the Beast, the Disney version. I think she plays um the wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's the opera singer, she oh. plays it. She's got an incredible voice. You have seen 
Her voice is so clear. Just to check, you have seen the Sondheim 80th concert where the Audra, Patty, um, what's her name? Red hair, um, Jan Sport played her on. Bernadette, Bernadette Peters. Peters. They all sing for Sondheim. Oh, I've seen, um, I've definitely seen the Bernadette Peters performance. You've got to watch all of them. It's like, it's okay. incredible. It's like truly incredible. They're the greatest Broadway stars. And I watched it, like I've watched two of them the other day and I cried. <laughs> wow. Every time they get me. I think like. We just watched um, Roger and Hammerstein's Cinderella from the early 2000s with Brandy. Oh, Whitney how Houston, was that? Bernadette Peters. It's so good. The music in that musical is so good. And the that the choices they made when they made that TV version are outstanding. Yeah. I really want to watch The Wiz. We watched it. Was yeah. It great. Did I not, did I tell you about it? I think um, so. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. It's the Richard Pryor. Songs in it. are great. Yeah. Richard Pryor is the whiz. Amazing. So you don't really meet him until the end. Right. Spoiler alert. If you don't know oh. the story of the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> I think I was maybe surprised as to like how strictly it did adhere to the plot. But yeah, it's great. You don't meet the witch until very near the end. Her song's great. The set design. It's really. It's. It looks like um, Batman Forever a little bit. It is it. <laughs> the sets. It is part of that like seventies disco world. Like it's Diana Ross, right? Yeah, Diana Ross, and she was like way too old. And basically, they were going to ca- cast the girl who'd played the role on Broadway, who was kind of the right age to play Dorothy. And then Diana Ross did some weird sort of deal, like pressured someone somehow and swooped in and got the role. And like a lot of the criticism against the film is basically she is too old to be Dorothy. This is the Michael same Jackson's thing that... amazing in it. Oh, this is the same thing that He's happened. He's 19. Wow. This is the same thing that happened with um, uh, Gwen what her name is, Verdon in Chicago. Like she wanted it so bad to be in Chicago. Wow. And then when they founded the production, like with Cheetah Rivera and stuff and Fosse directing it, she, everyone was like, it's amazing. Gwen's very old for Roxy Hart, uh, which was yeah. really sad. But it's so interesting. Those God, roles I love that the role want. of Roxy Hart. I would lo- that's if I could play any Broadway role, it'd be Roxy Hart. I, I love would Roxy. Love, I would love to see you as Roxy Hart. <laughs> Thanks, man. Cheers. Who's, who's your, what's, what's my dream? Who's your Val McCallie? Um, James Charles. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, shit. I had such a good question for you, and then I've lost it. Oh, can't remember. Oh, well. I really want to do a production of Rocky Horror. <laughs> like, I know it's kind of problematic, so but I fucking fun. love the music in that show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's problematic about Rocky Horror? Well, it's a little weird around, like, it's just, like, because of, like, the transsexual stuff is kind of odd, the tra- no, transvestite stuff. Like, it's just a yeah. little 
it's just, it's sort of odd. Like it's just kind of like fetishized. Yeah, it's just sort of weird. Like, uh, and I feel like I don't know how to really feel about it, but I remember reading a piece about it, and like, I kind of can't remember what they were trying to say, but they were like, it has its issues, but it like it was perfect for what it was at its time, you know. Exactly, it's so progressive in terms of what it was doing with gender at that time to be like. Yeah, I think it's just a bit this. like wacky, but also it's also yeah. still so beautiful in terms of what it does. The songs are absolute jams. Every They're single song jams. slaps on that album. It's crazy. That's what the Wiz is really. The Wiz is full of jams as well. And the problem with the Wiz film is that they rewrote the script. The script is um, written by some old white guy who rewrote the book from right. the stage musical. So none of the dialogue from the stage musical is in it. And it's all a little weird. This is easily the gayest this podcast has been. This is just yeah. over. Oh, actually, this is like a bit of news that is really definitely related to this conversation, which is kind of like, I feel like if yeah. I could capture this conversation, it's like movie musicals or like, like it's really <laughs> yes, weird. It like movie adaptation <laughs> of musicals. I think they're making... It's definitely a- questionable whether this is entertainment, <laughs> what, we're, what we're putting out. <laughs> <laughs> this is niche, I think is how you describe this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is that... I think they're going to make a Matilda the musical, the movie. Yes. No, I heard this. And apparently, um, oh, who's, um, who is Voldemort? <laughs> Rafe Ralph Fiennes. Fiennes. Apparently he is confirmed for Miss Trunchbull. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to Google it while we're on Zoom because we may as well confirm it right here and here on the podcast. That's true. Yeah, you've heard it here, and we're and when you've heard it here, (laughs) we're nothing if appreciated for bringing a confirmed source for every single thing we share on this podcast. (laughs) Well, how great is a name? Ralph Fiennes. No, it's Rafe. You pronounce it Rafe Fiennes. Really? Yeah. Okay, Miss. Also, you know, you know, isn't his brother Joseph Fiennes? The um from Shakespeare in Love. Okay, honey, who's hot? Ralph Fiennes set to play Miss Trunchbull Matilda the musical adaptation. That makes me angry. Do you know what's really interesting though? Guess who's conf- uh, guess who's suspected to be playing Miss Honey? Who? Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> they thought it was going to be the first rumor was that it was going to be Emma Stone, and then that oh, yeah. has now changed. They think it's going to be Jodie Comer. From Killing Eve. From Killing Eve. I've just started it. I'm halfway through season one. Isn't it? It's so wonderful. It's wonderful. But a character I love just died. But it's, yeah, it's really, really good stuff. The fashion in this show is unbelievable. It's so good. I love it for that. If I can say one more thing about Matilda, we actually watched it the other day because it was on television. Is there anything Uh, you haven't watched the other day? No, I've watched everything, man. You've watched Um, everything the other day. <laughs> the actor who plays Miss Trunchbull in the film is yes. outrageously good. Like she is a perfect performance. Eli, this is what we were saying earlier on. Like we've come full circle. Like it is an Oscar-winning performance, but you would never nominate it. it. No, and it's so, um, and it's a really queer performance as well. It's unbelievable. It's it makes the movie. 
It's like incredible. Yeah. It's transcendent. It's like canon in terms of like we know Miss Trunchbull from that performance. Everyone feared her. It's like why wasn't that nominated? It should be nominated. And yet, like, Hugh Grant was nominated for a BAFTA for Paddington 2, but it's only because he's Hugh Grant that you'd appreciate that sort of, like, villainous role. What's the actress's name? Yeah. Oh, we'll never know. <laughs> no, we will find out right now, because she's our Queen of the Week. <laughs> she is absolutely the Queen of the Week. Okay. I'm just kind of having a little scroll through. I tried to look look up some articles to see if there was any news that I made sure I wanted to talk about. The main thing was the David Bowie Okay, photo. her name is... I got distracted. Oh, and do you know who else is fantastic? Ray, Rhea yeah. Perlman, who plays Matilda's mum. And she's got oh, she that boy. So, she's amazing. The parents are so good. It's really so well. Funny. Whoever was on casting in that movie did an amazing job. Her name is Pam Ferris. And her IMDb is looking. She's in not a lot. She's in Harry Potter. Who's she in Harry Potter? Aunt Marge. I don't know who that is. God, J.K. Rowling followed some New Zealand turf the other day on Twitter. Uh, and I, I just makes me like so angry, and I'm like. Emma Watson, Daniel Radcliffe, why are you not publicly speaking out? Like, why? Yeah. Why is no one? That's so... There's a little bit of, like... Like, Emma Watson has been, like, trans tr- trans rights, uh, human rights, that kind of stuff, but no direct calling okay. her out. So having a look at her oh. IMDb, it's not fantastic, which is a real shame. It sucks. She's done Call the Midwife. She must be British. Tolkien... She played Mrs. Faulkner in 2019. Holmes and Watson. We're going on a bear hunt, a TV short. Oh Holmes God. and Wa- Watson and Tolkien. That's uh, Those are like, you know, those were Okay, rare. she's done a lot out. of Call the Midwife. Okay. Which is right. awesome. The Nativity too, like some really weird stuff. Nothing great. Like, Well, I mean, she's working though. My God. <gasps> My God. Okay. Huge plot twist. <laughs> this, I'm so excited for whatever this is about to be. <laughs> she is in Rosemary and Time. <laughs> what is that? Fuck you. What I mean, in, the pod- in God's name is Rosemary and Time? <laughs> Rosemary and Time is my favorite. It's like... It's a murder mystery show, a British murder mystery show about uh-huh. two gardeners called someone like Rosemary, someone and someone's own time. And they are like nosy amateur gardeners who are always doing the garden of these like very rich estates where someone gets murdered. And then they're like, oh, again. And then they like, I do know this show. They absolutely are like, let's go check it out. And then they like go to the scene of the crime, fiddle with all the evidence, and like ultimately solve the crime. But I'm like, every time they do it, they're breaking so many laws and becoming accessories to crime every time. Um, yes. She's a lead in that. Oh my God, that makes me feel so much better. Is she my favorite actress of all time? Yeah. I've already forgotten Queen her of name. The decade. Pam Ferris. Pam Ferris. Which sounds like a joke name to me. Pam Ferris. It sounds like um, a character you'd write. 
it's definitely feels like you want to say Pam Ferris, and you also like the way yeah. you want to say Anna Ferris. God, I'm obsessed with people doing impressions of Anna Ferris on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> all the people I followed, I think I follow about ten people, and it's like all all of my friends that have accounts, and then like three nineteen year old gays who do impressions of Anna <laughs> Ferris. <laughs> TikTok <laughs> and is. I love it. TikTok is hell. Like it is like a hell scale. So... It is like basically people trying to get attention. Is basically what it is. It's an app, and they'll go any yeah. way possible. Like this is one where it's like um, I don't remember what the song is, but it's like basically like a group of people get into a formation for a photo, and then it clicks to the old photo of like when they were kids. So they're basically like recreating old photos. I've seen yeah. so many where they get into position and then there's like a dead sibling missing and then you realize that they're holding the ashes or whatever. It's Oh my god. So, and they're like Why the, is it I thought it was the co- I thought it was for comedy, yeah, but it's it, not at all for comedy. There's so much as well that's like, yeah, me coming out to like my best friend or like I've had a crush on I this. love it when they kiss their best friend. Yeah. And they're like He's been my best friend for 15 years, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm going to try and kiss him. And then it's like, this is, you You planned this, you little bitch. <laughs> but my favorite one, my, okay, my favorite thing on TikTok is when it's dancers and they put a clock, like the numbers of a clock, and then it's playing uh, Kanye West. Harder, better, faster, stronger. And then they put their leg up and show which number of the clock they can get to when they rotate <laughs> their leg. <laughs> Gross. In my gay opinion... It's really impressive. In my gay opinion, TikTok is just for those people who want attention. Yeah. Unlike podcasts, which in my gay opinion is for people who really want to help. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, that's our episode. We got them all out. We got our fact of the gay, we got my gay opinion, we got a queen of the week, and we got something else. And we play the theme song. (laughs) <laughs> we remember the theme song. <laughs> we even play the theme song. And what's amazing is this I would I would posit that I think this could be our last um remote record. You are so hopeful, eh? I don't reckon well, every business that I every like my dentist is like same. like called me the other night and we're like, we're booking you in Luminati. for this day. And I'm like, mm, good luck. Illuminate. They did the same for me. Fuck. I was almost like, Are you taking the purse? They're like, we think we're going to be... a op- voice job on Tuesday. Uh, yeah. In Grayland. They're like, you're doing this voice job. I'm like, am I really? I know. It's so weird, but I don't know. People listening are like, you like it's voice work? <laughs> 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 What's the voice Does job? Does it make a shred of sense? You've got a great um, voice. I can't tell you. Really? But it's for... Um, no, well, I don't know. It's for um, it's for a phone company. <laughs> oh, can- but it's not... I don't, I don't even know if it's a job or an additional. Wait, I don't know what it is. Are you releasing the new iPhone? Yeah, I'm. It's me describing the iPhone 12. The Is iPhone that we're, 12. We're up to? Our, the iPhone 12. The reddest with no buttons. On the <laughs> 200 grams of Call bacon. your boys. <laughs> Barbecue sauce. I love doing food, actually. Dripping with bacon mayonnaise. <laughs> There's an immediate, I would love your Dice House Party sketch where you bleed. And when you check the blood in your mouth, you do... These two fingers, like you do your like, it's like you're fingering someone. You put your index finger and your middle finger into your mouth and pull out the blood. It was one of the most revolting things I have ever seen in my entire life. 
What amount of fingers are you meant to use when you shake your mouth for blood? Like one? You were like, you were like sexually fingering your face, your your mouth as you pulled tomato sauce out of it, and it made me like almost hurl. It was truly one of the grossest things I've ever seen. It's just meant to be a plain, simple cannibalism joke, Chris. There's nothing sexual about it. Oh my god, truly wild wow. stuff. Um, wow, this has almost been an hour. That's so long. This is crazy. We've got a that lot. We clocked that all in. It's amazing. Um, we a lot to catch up on. Heaps. We had a lot of fantasy decades. A lot of um, Tony <laughs> Ward stuff. We had to remember who Pam Ferris was. We there was a lot we had to. I do. really feel like at about thirty-five minutes of this podcast, people listening will be going to be like, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and talk about something that happened this year. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Well, guess what happened this year? Nothing. We're all at home. (laughs) Nothing happened this year. Isn't that amazing? I did my taxes. It took like 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I look at my credit card statement. It's like, oh, nothing. (laughs) I bought so much. I bought um, slippers, wooden spoons, uh, some felting wool and lube. (laughs) I just bought some clothes yesterday. I bought a Chicks jumper. I bought Chicks as and well, a Chicks yeah. And t-shirt. Great. I love that everyone's on the Chicks but bandwagon. I wanted, the, I wanted the burgundy sweatshirt, but they sold out, so I got the black. But I also put, got on the email list for them to email me when they get the burgundy one back in. I wanted that burgundy one too. It was so nice, eh? It's really nice, yeah. But then I got the stone the t-shirt, which is the color stone. Beautiful. I love the color. Anyway. I love the color stone. I love the colour. My favourite colour is actually stone. Stone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So nice to catch up. this up. Love you. Have a great day. You too. Rocket, sis. Yeah. See you in level two, maybe. See you in level two, maybe. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I'm sorry, Mum. It's not a phase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.